glad that you all have decided to turn into another broadcast of Reimaged Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Steele, and it is always a pleasure uh, for me to be able to expound, talk, teach about God's Word, and to continue on in the series and the things that the Lord has mandated for us to do here out of Sought Out Ministries. It is um, a beautiful day, hot here in Houston, as always, Uh, muggy, a lot of humidity. It's so hot here, it's a haze to it. I said, Lord, have mercy. I mean, you know, when I lived in Tulsa, I lived there for over 19 years, and it was hot. Uh, This is different when you throw back in the humidity, which I grew up with in Cleveland, Ohio, but it's just kind of different here in Houston. Um, so, but nevertheless, thank God that we are in the land of the living. Thank God that we are able to raise our hands and give him praise, worship, thank him, you know, with the fruit of our lips and to just continue to worship him. So, um, as always, I don't know what you may be doing. You may be traveling on the road. If you're, you know, uh, got any plans here for the holiday weekend, uh, for the 4th of July, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're, you know, just out in your pool, out listening on the back patio, wherever you might be at, wherever you may find yourself at. It is always an occasion for us in all things. The Bible tells us to give thanks. So we thank God today. Let us pray. Father, today in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you all the praise, the glory and the honor. We just worship you today, King. We honor you today, Jesus, because you are alive. You're well and your church is flourishing, God. Your people are enjoying your presence, oh God. Your people are showing forth your praise, God, your your adoration, oh God. And all that we just say and do, oh God, we, we express gratitude. And Father, we thank you today. We thank you, God, for where we're at right now in this moment, being able to uh, partake of your presence, oh God, being able to fellowship with you, Holy Spirit. And Father, I'm praying today that God, whatever is shared here today, I'm praying that it would um, open up the hearts of your people, God, to speak to them further, God, and for conversation to come about, God, for us to wrestle with the scriptures, for us to uh, get into that secret place where we can hear your voice, Holy Spirit, minister to us today. I pray that I would surrender myself to you right now. I yield myself to you totally, wholly, and I thank you no flesh is going to glorify in your presence today, God. And I also thank you today that my faculties are now yours, Holy Spirit. Speak through my lips, I pray today in the name of Jesus. Let something be said, Lord, upon people's hearts, their minds today, oh God, to jar them, oh God, to reflect you in the earth. That is our prayer today. We pray in the matchless name of Jesus. Well, we are uh, continuing on here with the voice of significance uh series i just seem to can't uh let it go the holy spirit won't let us let it go 
Uh, we want to uh, really look at some other things and venture in, which we will, uh, to start talking about love and the aspect of love that it plays in ministry and in the life of every believer. But for right now, we have to be obedient and be obedient and continue to drive home uh, the voice of significance. You know, uh, we've been have been talking and discussing and uh, the, the uh, you can go back and download and listen to the other five series on Spotify on iTunes or uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, we have been talking about uh, about this voice of significance. And last week we had covered and talked about the sound of voices and discussing about the uh, children of Israel and how the Bible says that God heard their groanings. Even though they spoke, God heard a groaning come to him which we find very interesting that that is how it came into God's ear that it captured it was captured in such a way to him that it was a fatherly instinct that he heard on his end though they cried the sound though that emitted and came up to him as the bible says it came forth as a groaning and the lord the bible says and the lord looked upon the children of israel and respected them that he honored that he was going to honor the request of which came up to them through this sound, through the sound of one voice, though there were many, though it was a nation, that is what he heard, a nation comprised of many people, but he heard one voice. So the Bible says, and he sent a, del and he sent a deliverer, he sent Moses unto them. So uh, there's a there's a certain sound and texture that we were talking about that comes across in a voice. And it is very significant. You know, that's what makes uh, being able to listen to certain people's music, to listen to certain people, period, is the sound that their voice emit. You know, some people's voices, um, unfortunately, are just very irritating. There is the, the sound of their voices, you know, for some people, their voices whine. And, of course, I got a smirk on my face when I'm trying to say this without laughing, but... Uh, you know, there's people whose voices sound whiny. There's people's voices who are just too low, too mellow, too melancholy, too linear, too mono. And, you know, so it's the sound that's coming across that just kind of just turn people off uh, at times. You know, so it, it has a it has a significance in it. And that's what Paul was saying out of First Corinthians chapter 14, our foundational scriptures here, scripture for this a particular series that we are in that he was talking about, uh, you know, if he talked like that of a barbarian, the only person who would understand him is a barbarian, you know, so but he was talking about what whoever our audience is, is that we make sure that we speak, that we talk in a way that we omit a sound in a way where somebody can understand what it is that we're saying. So it's very important that we understand that, especially as born-again believers, as children of God, that we understand that when we now talk, that it is of significance because God is backing us up because all of heaven, the kingdom of heaven now is backing us. Now, uh, what we're saying, now you're probably saying, well, Brother Steve, how are you? Where are you getting that from? I mean, how how could this be? Well, remember, we read in Hebrews chapter one and verse one, the Bible says the only person now that God is speaking through is his son. 
okay, S-O-N, his son, his gene, his genome, his monogene, the, the, his DNA, he is, the, he is the one that is now speaking forth as God because he is God. So what we have to understand is now as a born-again believer being born from above, we're in the S-O-N, therefore we are a S-O-N. So we are speaking now too on the Lord's behalf. So and that's I know that's a that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight to take in and understand. And, and you know, I am of, of this belief, you know, as I have been uh, uh, in ministry now for over decades and, you know, people of God don't really seem to understand that either they do or they just don't want to deal with the weight of it. But we are all. We all have a sphere of influence that God has given us. He is God has all given us a cosmos. Okay, now that word there just talks about a world. It just talks about a world, a, a area that we've been given that God has sanctioned for us in the sphere of influence of people that we are able to reach because of the sound of our voice and the significance of it in their lives. You know, have you ever noticed that you may get a text from people, certain people in your life, in your family, uh, that or friends, co-workers, people who reach out to you in a time of crisis or in a time of need that they're looking for you to say something because you hold significance because it's something not only you know, that you have said, but something that's literally on your life that says to them that you have something worthwhile of value to be able to speak and impart into their life. And that's not something to be taken lightly. And I think a lot of times we do take it lightly because we just feel like, oh, you know, now nah, they just they want to just, you know, get at me or they just want to see what I got to say about something. But no, it really is at the heart of the matter that people respect what it is that you have to say. So it w should beg us to be very caution, cautionate, and also to be always seeking the help of the Holy Spirit and his insight and his input on what we are to say about matters you know, so today uh, I want us to take a look over into about the Apostle Paul back at the, at the beginning of First uh, Corinthians. You know, as you guys have, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've been saying I, I feel like when, you know, I look at, uh, you know, the, the Corinthian church, I think about the modern day church now uh, in all aspects. We know that the Antioch church was the bomb church. Antioch Church was the sending church. Uh, they were the ones that, that uh, sent people out, commissioned them, got them trained, filled with the Holy Spirit, and sent them out that they understood how to do it, that they are the model of the New, uh, of the New Testament church. So when you get a chance, just go and research the Antioch Church. Uh, but when we're looking at, I think, uh, the, mod the, the modern church, I hate saying certain things, certain words, but... I know it'll bring a correlation, but when we look at the current church, I think a lot about the Corinthian church. They were uh, very multicultural. They had a lot of, of diversity in the church, uh, and the gifts of the Spirit flowed there. Now, again, I won't spend much time uh, talking about that when I have my my pastor on here, my, my spiritual dad, when uh, Apostle Reed, 
uh, comes on, we'll 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 let him plug away at that at limbs um, and talking about the gifts of the spirit. Uh, but the Holy Spirit moved among them. They, he moved among the, the Corinthian church. But also, too, with that, uh, when we, as we start off here in the uh, book of Corinthians, uh, Paul had to always come back behind. Now, remember, when he's writing these letters, when the Apostle Paul is writing these letters, he's addressing certain things that has either been said or behavior patterns that have been alerted to him that did not line up with the new creation reality of Christ's nature that is now in them. Okay? The new creation reality of Christ's nature in us is our reality and it is our nature. Now remember the fallen nature of man is sinful. It is sinful and it is always indulging in whatever it wants to that is contrary to the nature of Christ. So uh, sin versus new creation reality, which is in Christ, that we now that Christ is in us, the Bible says the hope of glory. So Paul was getting wind of these things and he was getting wind of things that was happening there. And so he began to have to deal with that. So what is he doing? And so now he's using his apostolic voice. He's using his governmental voice to have significance in their lives to exert over the things that have been said to them falsely. So what am I saying? I'm saying he was he had to deal with false apostles, false uh, teachers, false prophets that came in to the body and began to teach them things or tell them things that were contrary to the new creation reality that was in Christ, that they were in Christ now. So Paul had to address these things. And, you know, when I when I thought about this, of course, my mind always goes back to what I do for a living and and things that I've seen over my years and decades of of, of computer work, repair and enterprise level uh, service. Uh, and it made me begin to think about having to be deprogrammed. And, you know, it takes a apostolic voice to deprogram us, especially in the body of Christ, one who has been commissioned, anointed, and sent by God. I'm going to say that again. One that have been con commissioned, anointed, and sent by God. And it, it has to be that way. You know, the Bible says that there are many, you know, that are called, but few are chosen. You know, and then there are some people who ain't, they don't even fit in none of those. They've just made themselves uh, anointed themselves apostles, bishops, archbishops, archpastors, whatever it is that's going these days. You know, people have have self-proclaimed themselves and God did not send them. And so what happens is, is they wind up endangering a people. And, you know, you now you may say, well, how how does that come about? How is that even possible you know, because when we were discussing this before, you know, all of us, unfortunately, we are given over in some way to our own ideology. And, you know, I would uh, really, you know, interject here real quickly. If you get a chance, tune in to Monisha Steele, my wife, M-O-N-I-S-H-A-S-T-E-E-L-E, -E -E, her Facebook Live. Uh, she's going to be dealing, too, with these things about the vine. 
about your mindset because, see, our ideology always coincide with our theology. So, you know, if your mind isn't renewed by the word of God, then your ideology is going to tell you that God is this way. Or, you know, your theology, that's what your theology is, is what you think or what you believe you know, know to be true about God. But that is why we have to renew our minds. That's why we have to renew our minds, because if not, when another voice comes around, remember what Jesus said about being a good shepherd. He said, now his sheep knows his voice, so his sheep won't follow a stranger. But when your ideology is off, or what you think you know about God or know or believe God would say about a particular situation or circumstance and you haven't sought or gotten the mind of God about it, then your ideology takes over. And now that becomes the voice of significance in you. Right. Your own conscious voice, but not being renewed will lead you astray. And when somebody else comes that is of the have a spirit of antichrist in them, they'll be able to lead you away. And so Paul, when he's addressing here uh, the, the, the Corinthian church, he's having to deal with this. So let's take a look here. Uh, I don't want to talk. I don't like to talk too long without before I, you know, give a scripture because, you know, people do a lot of talking these days. They don't reference Jesus. They don't talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, um, and some people even think, you know, you'll be mad if you say, oh, God speaks to me. Well, he does. He speaks to us not only out of his word, but in our inner man, in our inner, but through the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. He leads us. The spirit of God leads us and he will talk to us. He will speak to us. He will bring back to our remembrance remembrance the things that Jesus has said so let's look at this let's get into the word here first Corinthians chapter number two and I'm going to just read the first couple of verses here and then we're going to start dissecting this thing and getting into this and talk about about the voice of deprogramming today I like that the voice of deprogramming so he says here is it's he says here in first Corinthians chapter number two and I brethren when I came to you I came not to you with the excellency of speech or wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not that of enticing words of men's, a man's wisdom, but in, in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Woo, Paul, what are, what are you saying here? So let's take a look at this. He's we got a couple of heavy words here that uh, that the Apostle Paul has uh, seemed to address uh, to us. So let's look at this in verse one. Now he's talking. Now he said, "When I came to you, I, I my my the voice that I use with you." I didn't try to over talk your head. He said, I didn't try to use certain things to, to reel you in. You know, you got you. Let me tell you something. You got to watch people. You got to learn to listen. You got to learn to listen. You know, as it, when I was younger, growing up in the Lord, it was a lot of stuff. Sadly, I'm say it was a lot of foolishness. I shouted over. 
you know, because stuff sounded good, but I didn't weigh it across the word of God. And I'm so glad, though, for my godmother, whose name I won't mention, because last time I mentioned her name, if you go back to the first uh, take of this, I actually mentioned her name, but she don't want me to mention her name now. So anyway, uh, my godmother, I'm so glad, though, that she taught me how to listen to the Holy Spirit and to follow his leading. And so now, you know, I would admonish, admonish you to really learn to listen, listen to what is being said, because Paul said now he's this is this is an, a man who was what he was commissioned, anointed, uh, anointed by God and sent out by God. OK, so he was commissioned. He was anointed and he was sent. It takes an anointed man, a woman of God to really speak into your life. OK, it takes somebody really anointed and called of God to be able to speak into your life, because what they're doing, they were like Paul did. Paul had to uproot some things and he had to get rid of it because evidently people came to them with enticing words. <laughs> so, you know, there's things we're able to really extrapolate out of the scripture when we read them because he's addressing it. So we're not adding and we're not taking away from the word. We're reading what it is he's saying here in context. So we know he's addressing this issue that people came with smooth mouths. You know, ladies and men, that's why you got to watch people. People got slick tongues. They got slick mouths. They've learned to use certain key words. You know, when we um, in my business, our cyber group, what they will do occasionally, they will uh, send a what we call a phishing email and all of this is part of um you know uh social engineering because that is what a lot of people who try who hack people accounts is what they do they have certain trigger words or use certain words that people know that feel like that they're inviting to make them feel like it's okay to click on a link or it could be even certain harsh words so remember last week we was talking about tones and tonality and words well you can do the same thing with uh, in speech rather but you can do the same thing with words you can use certain words and it's baiting so Paul was saying but we didn't do that we didn't come at you like that we didn't come at you you know trying to say uh you know i've i've received my doctrine degree online from blah 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 uh apostolic over yonder way church paul said i didn't come i didn't come at you like that bruh i didn't come at you like that sis i didn't come at you trying to be flattering trying to use certain words to appeal to you to make you you know feel some type of way you know uh, I, I have to say this. I am all one about excellence. I am, I am one uh, who believes in excellence. Uh, but I'm also one who also more than that believes in yielding myself to the spirit of God. Because, you know, there's a way that we can become clones in a bad way that we, you know, people can become uh, dull of hearing they can become uh, uh, low to sleep because they've been used to hearing something a certain way or saying or seeing and thinking and associating that with the anointing we have to be very careful of that we have to be very careful of that God wants us to be very careful so Paul says here I didn't come at you like that 
He said, I didn't I didn't deal with you in that aspect. I didn't come. And basically he's saying, I didn't come trying to get something out of you. OK. And he says of enticing speech. Now, that word there, speech actually believe is the word logos, logos, the word. I didn't I, my the way I, I fashioned my words. I didn't come at you trying to make sure that I hooked and reeled you in. He said, I didn't do that. He said, I didn't. He said, or the wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God, trying to use God's uh, te the testimony of God in a way that it would try to uh, to snare you. Paul said, I didn't I didn't I don't I didn't want to come at you like that. And nor would I come at you like that. So what is he doing here? He's using his apostolic voice of significance to deprogram them you know a, a deprogramming is a trip so when i first started out when i first started out in college i'm gonna be honest y'all i was like you know i was I, I knew i wanted to be in a i wanted to be an it and computer science i knew it so i was like you know what um man you know uh, uh visual basic was was just taking off and and i was like man i'm gonna go through programming i'm gonna take programming that's what i'm gonna do Yep, sound good. And I said, I'm going to do this. And so at the time, it was C++. Whew. Let me tell y'all something. Programming is not for the faint-hearted, okay? And I, I remember we had these real simple models we had to do. But uh, when you got down, so you would do all, you know, kind of like this DOS. If you know anything about computers, this just take take my word for it so you you would do all this kind of like dos type of programming and you know you would hit return and then you would go and then you would after you put in all your commands you would you would nervously nervously hit the run button for your program to run and if that mug threw a a error code or a bug that means you had to now go back through all that code and, and deprogram it or find the syntax or find the syntax error of of your code. And that wasn't always easy because if you got hundreds of lines of code because you mistyped something and it didn't always tell you where your error was at, where your syntax error was at. So you had to go and you had to you had to fix that error or you had to debug it. And that's hard. But if that is your passion and what it is and you know what you're doing, you immediately go to the you go to the hot spot or you go to immediately to that syntax error and you resolve that error and you rerun your code and it runs smooth. Well, Paul, because he was because he was called, because he was anointed and he was commissioned by God, he knew exactly what what to do and where to go at with them. So he was so he begins to apostolically begin to deprogram them because his voice had weight to it. It had significance to it. And what he was saying. So remember, y'all, let's let's never forget this twist. Get it twisted about the Apostle Paul. This 
man of Jesus was educated. He was like when he taught, when he went in and named off his credentials, he said he was a Pharisee, a Pharisee. He sat at the feet of Gamaliel, who was one of the most high ranking rabbi, uh, Pharisee teachers of his day. He he learned of him. Paul started giving you his credentials. I mean, he was he had it, 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 we had to use modern vernacular. He had PhDs out of the Wahoo. So he but he said, I didn't none of that stuff I used, though, when I came to you. Paul said, I didn't because he realized he didn't need to because all of heaven was backing him up when he spoke. When he said something, his voice did carry significance. And he spoke in a way where he knew who he was talking to, number one, and that he knew he was called to them. See, it's something about when you know where and who you're called to, that when you know, when you say something, it's going to have a direct and immediate impact on them. You know, have you ever thought about that? You know, if you have kids and you're listening today, you're a parent or a single parent, um, and you know, and you or you know, you're or even if you're raising a sibling, whatever your situation may be, you a grandmother, you 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 always have significance with your children. They may not always like what you say, but guess what? They hear what you say. So you know that's the importance of having a a voice of significance. And woe unto this generation who don't think that they need a voice of significance in their life or that anybody can't help them. You know, that's a terrible thing when we find ourselves being haughty and not being meek or being teachable, being of, of, lo- of a lowliness uh, to be able to be taught. It's a danger to us. And we got to really, really be careful about that because, you know, we we'll find ourselves in thinking that, oh, I'm at a place I've arrived. Ain't no, I mean, nobody's voice is great in my life. Well, that's scary. You should always be accountable to somebody. And uh, and Paul was saying that, hey, uh, I'm I'm accountable to you all, but I'm also more importantly, I'm accountable to Jesus, to Jesus Christ, because he's the one that's commissioned me and called me to you all. So and not only did he call me, but he built me for you all. Paul was built and fashioned to deal with the Gentile church. To those that were Gentiles, rather, he was built for them. God had fashioned him for him. And don't you, it's very interesting when you think about his life. When you think about the fact that he was a, a, a high thinking guy of a Pharisee, but God sent him to people who absolutely knew nothing about the written law at all. They didn't know nothing about the Torah and all of that other stuff. But God used Paul's knowledge to convey and show Christ to them. So he uses his voice and he comes to them and he tells them, so look, I didn't come trying to trip you guys up. Be be careful about that. Be careful. Learn to listen. Learn to listen. You will know people. You will, you will know by the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Your born again spirit, Paul or Peter calls him the hidden man of the heart, the inner man. So when you hear me say that, that's where that's coming from. Other the scripture is the hidden man of the heart. Your your born again spirit, the born again human spirit will know, will be able to identify. Why do you think you follow certain people? 
think about that. Why do you think you follow certain people in your life on social media, what you read, commentaries, whatever? Think about it. Why do you think you follow them? It is because something on the inside of you bears witness to what they're saying. That's why. That's why you listen to them. That's why you give credence to them. That's why you listen or you try something that they say. It is because they hold some type of significance. They have said something plainly enough to you where you understood it and it bears witness to you. So Paul says, so Paul is using this same apostolic authority now that Jesus has invested in him by the Holy Ghost. And because he was called, because he was anointed and he was commissioned, he's using this influence that God has given them to speak in and to deprogram them of the enticing things that false apostles, prophets and teachers have come and told them that's not true. So let's keep reading here. So he tells them, he says here, he says, and he says, and I, and he says here, and I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. So look, he's saying, I didn't, I'm not using anything that I've known before. Uh, and with me knowing the law, I didn't try to come and try to talk over your head. I don't like when people try to do that. Don't, don't, don't try that stuff. Don't try to talk over people's heads and and try to make yourself look so much greater and better. Paul said, I was with y'all in the same way. Fear, trembling, uh, with reverence is what he's saying. I was in the same reverence as you all. I didn't make myself and come and puff up. You know, be careful once again. Be careful. I'm telling you, these things, you get them in your spirit and understand then that way your spirit will bear witness and know when somebody is of God or not. OK, so he's saying I didn't come and basically puff out my chest and be like, I am the apostle and I don't have to do. Be, I don't have to show reverence like you guys do. You show reverence to me. No, he didn't do that. Paul didn't do that. He said I was with y'all in it. OK, and he says here uh, moving on. And he says here in my logos and my preaching. Now, here we go. Now, here's the here. Here. Here's the meat and the crux of it here. He says in my speech, my logos, my logos, my word, what I said in the demonstration behind my significance is what mattered is that I put on display for you what I said. See, this is why it makes why makes what makes love so significant in what we do for God. This is what makes it so significant. And when you don't see it and you don't sense it from somebody, they the Paul says in first Corinthians uh, to, uh, 13, he said, you're like a clamoring symbol. You're like something that's off. You look the part. You should sound the part, but you ain't the part because something is off because the demonstration behind it isn't right. And Paul said, I didn't come in here. Look, and in Steve Steele's translation, I didn't come in here trying to bash y'all, trying to beat y'all or or browbeat you or to try to be a narcissistic and talk over you, talk over your head, try to uh, bait and switch you. I didn't try to do none of that stuff. 
But when I came and I presented you with the word of significance that God had given me, it was followed up in my preaching, in my demonstration. I-N-G denotes an action or something ongoing. So it wasn't just, he didn't say in my speech, speech or speaking, he said logos, so word, and then demonstration. Understand that that is why we need the spirit of God in our life, because when he speaks, he also demonstrates. When he speaks, he also demonstrates. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. He always he always demonstrates. So that's why. Remember what I said. So let's go back now to our application model that I gave you about the de- uh, de- pro- uh, uh, programming, debugging or finding your syntax error. So when you find it. You then run the program again. You demonstrate, oh, God, I thank you. Then you demonstrate again that it works. You demonstrate once you find the error and you remove it, now you demonstrate that it works. Come on up in here, somebody. Y'all, I, if, if, if I had, come on, if somebody out there can give me an amen, uh, come on, virtually, I, I hear you in the spirit. Amen. So he said here, so I'll remove, I, re, I fix the error, then I'm going to run it again. Okay. So he says here, so in my logos, in my word, and the word that was given to me, the word, okay, the word that was given to me is followed by demonstration. Is followed by preaching, okay? So that preaching there is an actual word. is It's an actual word of action, okay? That that it 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 talks about now over there in the book of Acts when it talks about Philip. When it talks about Philip, that it was saying. Let matter of fact, let's let's turn over there. I, I always lo- I love reading about Philip. Philip was a was a mighty evangelist. Amen. He in the book of Acts, uh, it talks about him uh, going down there and and preaching. And teaching. So if you got your Bibles, we're going to go over to Acts chapter number six. I believe it is. Notice Stephen. It's after Stephen. Let's see here. It is. Let's go. Here we go. Acts chapter eight. So Acts chapter eight, right? And the Bible says here. And it says here in uh, let's go over here in uh, verse number 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go towards the south unto the way that goeth down to Jerusalem and unto Gaza, which is the desert. And he arose and he went. So, y'all, don't get me started. Let me tell you something. When you come to know the voice of the Holy Spirit, his voice is so significant, it moves us to action. Okay, so Philip heard a word and then he moved on it. See the application. See how what God always does is an application. When the Spirit speaks, then there's demonstration. When he spoke to Philip, there was a demonstration of faith by Philip to go up and go. Okay, learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He don't talk to everybody, y'all. Or and if he is, they're not listening. Okay, and he's gentle. So he tells so he tells Philip to get up and go. So Philip has a word, and the Bible says, and he arose and went, and he ran to a man of Ethiopia, and and uh, uh, to to uh, to a man of Ethiopia, Ethiopia, and he, a eunuch of great authority. So this man had significance. Okay, so he had some weight to him because he he was a man of authority. 
And it says, under the cadence of queen of the Ethiopians, he had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning and sitting to, uh, in his chariot, reading the prophet Isaiah. OK, so he's reading. So look, I got a little time. So he evidently had. So we know he had money because the Bible says he was watching over the treasure for the queen. But he was also educated. And we all know or you should know back in that day that everybody didn't learn how to read and write. It was only for elite folks. And he was a man of authority. So he knew how to read. So he's reading the book of Isaiah. And the Bible says here is that he did not that he said. And then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to the to his chariot. And Philip ran. Right. And he said he ran thither to him and heard him and reading the prophet Isaiah and said, understand what you are reading. OK. And he said in verse number 31 and he says, how can I accept a man who should guide me? I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, how will I know unless it's somebody with a voice of significance that can interpret what I am reading? OK, this is why it's so important. OK, for us to understand and know the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life when he's speaking to us. When we understand the voice of significance in our own life and how it's a ripple down effect application that then we're able to help somebody else. OK. And so the Bible says here in verse number 31. And it says here and he says, except I can. I, uh, he says, and I how can I accept a man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scriptures which he read was this, and he led as a sleep a sheep to the slaughter, at like a lamb dumb before the shear, so he opened not his mouth in humiliation and judgment and take away who should de declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. And the uh, eunuch asked, answered Philip, and he said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet of this, of himself or some other man, Jesus help us. And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, and he preached unto him Jesus, okay? So he gave, began to gave, give him the word, and, and the Bible says there, and then he also, so the man got saved behind it, okay? So behind the preach word behind the logos behind the word came a demonstration of salvation to that eunuch because it was a man there of significant with a voice of significance that was able to speak into this eunuch's life and help him understand the word of God to help him understand what it was that he was reading. He had a sense, but he couldn't put his he couldn't put his finger on it, y'all. Even though with all his authority and his ability to read, he's reading his pro the uh, he's reading the prophet Isaiah and he's trying to understand, well, who is this man talking about? What is he who is he who is this person of significance that's gonna declare something to his generation? Who is it? Oh, but I tell you what, a man full of power and the Holy Ghost like Philip. And the Bible says, and Philip began to take up from that scripture. Philip basically was saying, you know what? I'm Y'all, I'm going to try not to preach on this, but he said, I'm going to mount up on this pulpit. 
Okay, because now you have already read the scripture for me. So now let me go ahead and expound this thing for you. Okay, and he began to preach Christ unto him. He began to preach about Jesus unto him. And you got to understand, Jesus' death was the talk of the town during that time. Everybody was familiar about how he was hung up there on a cross and how people knew and began to say how he had risen from the dead. So he began to preach unto uh, Philip began to preach unto this eunuch Christ him crucified buried and resurrected rose and how he rose from the dead and Philip was was telling him and testifying to him uh, how he had seen this person that that Isaiah uh, some hundreds of years before Jesus had he had seen him walk with him experienced him and experienced his power and he began to convey this to him and the Ethiopian, again, bore, it was something in him that bore witness what Philip was saying, and he gave his life over to Christ. It's when we got, it's when we ourselves understand what we've been charged with, that God has, as I was saying in the beginning, when God, that God had made us a speaking spirit like us. See, let me tell you something. God he doesn't forget what he's done. Okay. He doesn't forget God's plan is his plan. It just simple as that is his plan. He, God, let me tell you something. Somebody who is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, and sovereign. He does not have counter plans. He has a plan and he is going to see and make sure that it is fulfilled. And let me tell you something today, my friend, my brother, my sister, who is out there listening. God has not made a mistake with you. OK, even though we may have made mistakes, even though you may have made mistakes, he has not made a mistake with you by giving you his influence, by giving you his spirit, by calling you into his family, by calling you a child of God. OK, he has not made that mistake calling you. OK, and he wants you to know that you have something to offer somebody. That God has chosen you, OK, to be able to be a deprogrammer for him. Oh, hallelujah to God. He has chosen you to go into somebody's life and to start looking for the syntax error. Glory to God. He has chosen you. And guess what? The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God himself will help you home in on what them, them errors are. Okay. Now, what I'm saying, listen, what I'm saying is, is I'm not saying that God is going to help you judge somebody's life. That is not what I'm saying. The devil is a lie. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that the areas that is that is causing oh god they the, the the areas that is causing people's lives to hemorrhage out god the holy spirit will show you where those points are at those those small areas see it's the small things that that causes people to resist god that causes them from not fully being able to receive his voice of significance into their lives when he's telling them to come you know, I was reading in Matthew 
chapter number five, Jesus was ta was talking to the people, and he was and he had got done talking about the beatitudes or the attitudes to be, and he began to talk to them about uh, teaching about the law and about anger, and he here he goes. He says, "Now you've heard it said by them of old time." Now who was he talking about? He's talking about people who have formerly held significance and taught them things he said now you've heard it said you've heard people speak about a lot of stuff but jesus said but i'm coming but i'm rather telling you something else because i hold authority i hold significance in what i'm getting ready to say to you i hold it so i'm telling you yeah they may have said that but listen what he said here he says now you've heard it said that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hell's fire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and remember that thou brother has all against thee, leave your, your gift at the altar, and go away that way first to uh, be reconciled with your brother, and then come with your offering. So, what is Jesus saying, y'all? He's dealing. See, when you when you have a voice that is significant, you deal with root issues. The Bible says this, the Logos, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This is out of Hebrews that he says that it is it is quick and is powerful, more powerful than any two-edged sword, piercing asunder, dividing the soul, and the spirit, the intent. OK, God, when we when we speak with significance, it deals with the intent and the root of a matter. It deals with the root of the matter. That's what God is after. That is the whole reason why he gives us a voice now in the earth. Remember when he told Adam, he said, look, he said when he spoke into him, he said, let us. He's the Godhead said, let us make man in our image. Let us make another speaking spirit. And he breathed Raka. He breathed the breath of life. Whew. He breathed Numa into man. And man became a living soul. When God breathed him, he gave man the, abil the ability to have a voice of significance in his domain. In his place that he was over. The earth he gave to man. And he told Adam, whatever you call it, it shall be. Watch your words. Understand that. Okay? That old pattern, that is what Jesus came to restore. Is for us to when we speak, things happen. There's a demonstration. Hello. Get rid of the syntax error. Rerun the program so it'll run right. God wants things to run right in our life. That's what he wants you to know today. He wants you to know that he is he has given us the spirit of God. So in our own life that we can because when you see something before, you know, when you when when you do what I, I've done for years and you've troubleshooted things 
immediately when certain people say things, it, it strikes and I know exactly what to go to to fix the problem. I'm waiting on certain keywords to hear so I know exactly how to remedy that. Well, when it, within our own life, learning to obey the spirit of God in our own life, we begin to know not how to listen, not how to manage and run somebody else's life, but to help them gain life eternal through the son. Hallelujah to God that they may be able to have that abundant life. Oh, God, I bless you to be able to have the abundant life that Jesus has paid for for us. Oh, that we may be able to have that superb love, that above uh, uh, of uh, in nature and in superior quality of life that he has fought so hard for us to have that he died for for us to have so today as i'm closing you hear the music i'm closing jesus wants us to know that he's all about uprooting the errors in our lives and deprogramming us and reprogramming us by his word the bible says in romans to be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds. Hallelujah to God that we will be renewed in our minds because see, if we're not, then when we, our output won't be about anything. Do you hear me? Your output, when you go to speak, the words won't be significant. They won't have nothing to them. They won't be, uh, uh, they will be powerless Paul was saying, when I came to you, it was in demonstration of power. I was able, God backed up my words that I said to you. Think about that today, my friend. My brother, my sister, understand God, he not a cheap talker, okay? And we as his sons in this earth, we're not cheap talkers either, but that the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Let's pray. Father, today, oh, God, I bless you in this place today, God. Hallelujah. I thank you today for, for these that have tuned in today, oh God, to hear this uh, podcast, oh God, to uh, set themselves aside for these a few moments, oh God, that they may gain some insight into your word, oh God, that they may be able to go and strengthen somebody, that they may be able to go, Lord, and help somebody else, Lord, that they could be effective witnesses for you, oh God, true ambassadors for the kingdom of God today. God, I bless you today, Lord, and I just speak, Lord, now into this uh, atmosphere, oh God, that has been created here on this podcast, into the lives of your people, oh God. Father, I bind the devil in every way that he has come from their childhood, God, through teenage years, oh God, to try to uh, plant seeds of doubt, inferiority, low self esteem oh god and uh, uh just self uh, torment god i curse that thing at the root today and father i speak life to them today in the name of jesus that jesus you have come to give them life and that more abundantly and father we just repent lord for not renewing our minds like we ought to daily in the word, oh God. Forgive us for not taking up our assignment, oh God, and speaking forth, oh God, because realizing it's up to you to do the demonstration. 
And Father, we thank you today. Now, Father, we come against every false apostle, prophet, a teacher, oh God, that have tried to come and speak anything contrary to what you have said. We receive what you are saying to us, Holy Spirit, and we will be even more sensitive to you, we pray in the name of Jesus. God bless you on today. Go back, continue to listen to the word of God. Be encouraged and be strengthened today. And know this, my friend, God has given you a voice of significance. Thank you for listening to Sought Out Ministries Reimaged Podcast. This podcast discusses new creation reality teachings based off of the Word of God. New episodes are uploaded every Thursday on every major podcast platform Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you are listening via PC only, you can find us on Anchor FM. We also do a live recording on our Facebook page, Sought Out Ministries, every third Saturday. If you are looking for additional content, please find us on YouTube under Sought Out Ministries for your viewing pleasure. Share us, like us, follow us, leave us feedback. Let us know how this podcast is blessing and impacting your life. It is our sincere desire that you are blessed by the word.